I think if you if you look at all the great teams throughout history, whatever sport it might be or whatever college or whatever level, it's it's all about playing for each other or playing for the colors, the school that you represent or the team that you represent. Uh, if you don't have that quality, if, if, you, if everybody doesn't buy into that kind of a mentality, you're not going to win a championship. Welcome to Through the Tunnel, a Game Change Productions podcast that dives into sports and the life lessons that can be learned from them. The podcast is inspired by the book of the same name, written by Game Change co-founders Paul McDonald and yours truly, Jack Barrage. On the show today, Paul and I are joined by former Notre Dame and NFL quarterback Steve Berline. Interestingly, Paul and Steve both played in one of the only two famous green jersey games in which the Irish swapped out their traditional blue uniform tops for green against the Trojans. Steve gives an interesting behind-the-scenes take on receiving the green jerseys at halftime, and Paul tells a funny story that involves a fake Trojan horse and plenty of leprechauns. We hope you enjoy the show, and please check us out at GameChangeNation.com or on one of our social media pages. So Steve, you played in one of the famous green jersey games. There's two of them, I think. And uh, I'm just curious, what was it like coming out on the field wearing the green? Was there added motivation or how did it just feel putting you know, those things on? You know, for us, it was kind of a weird situation because we didn't start the game in the green jerseys. We came out in blue. And that was my freshman year at Notre Dame. I'd never, you know, I was obviously pretty hyped to be uh, going against the USC Trojans. I, you know, I grew up in <laughs> Southern California. Right. Kind of ticked off a lot of people by choosing to go to Notre Dame, um, including me. Including you. <laughs> That's right. You were part of trying to recruit me. Tried. <laughs> but uh, you know, we we came out for that game, and I had been the starting quarterback for about four or five weeks, or maybe maybe not quite that much. But I just become the starting quarterback about three quarters uh, of the way into the season. So. Um, the bottom line was that that was the game that I had kind of circled on my, on my personal calendar. And uh, to be out there playing that game, we, we took the lead early and we went into the locker room at halftime up. And we, we get into the locker room and we see the green jerseys in our lockers. Oh, so they wow. put them on at halftime. We put them on wow. at halftime. Oh, I did not know. And you guys were up. Even though we were up. And that's the whole point. Oh, we, yeah. we, I was a freshman. I didn't even know which way it was up. You know, right. I was just like, yeah. oh, this is pretty cool. You know, <laughs> yeah. the green jersey is great. Well, some of the older guys were like, we don't need to do this. This is ridiculous. It was, it was a Jerry Faust thing. It was right. kind of typical of his tenure at Notre Dame. He always, his intentions were always good, but he just didn't really think things through very well. And it wasn't very well received when we came out in the second half with the green jerseys on. Um, so it was the opposite effect of the motivation. I would have thought you guys would go through the brick wall because you're wearing the green. You know, it was one of those things where we, the, the fans got excited about it when they yeah. saw the, the yeah, green yeah, jerseys. Yeah. And I think that energy maybe lifted us a little bit in the right. second half. But I think a lot of us felt like it was um, not necessary at the time. Right. Um, you know, had it been a, a tight game, had it been maybe we were down a little bit trying to find that extra motivation. Right. It might have meant a little something more, but um, you know it was great. I still have the green jersey. I mean, because it, it yeah. it's only happened a couple times. Yeah, like said. yeah, and it's it's and uh, but it was it was Jerry Faust, I think, more than anything, trying to pull a little rabbit out of the hat, trying to find a way to you know motivate us, and sometimes those things backfire. Do you what do you recall about that game? Because you, as you said, you were a freshman, first game mm -hmm. against the Trojans. Um, wearing green. I mean, it's 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 an epic game in, in the annals. Yeah, it and, was. and you guys were on a on 
had lost a bunch of games. Pri- you hadn't because you were a freshman, right. but the team had lost a bunch of games prior to the Trojans. Yeah, I came in, uh, in, and it was a situation where our starting quarterback, Blair Keel, was was preseason All-American, and he was supposed to be you know, the leading Notre Dame to a national championship. And four games into the season, I become the starting quarterback. Wow. And, um, not because of injury. Not because of injury, because of performance. Wow. And, um, and I came in in the fourth game, the second half, we were playing Miami and Miami, and it went well. And they named me the starting quarterback after that. And so to, to all of a sudden you know, be thrown in there as an 18-year-old, I was a true freshman, um, <laughs> every, every experience was the first time, right? Right, right. And to actually, and you know this, Paul, because you've been through it so many times, but the first time you, 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 you're in a stadium, at no, I'd been in the stadium, obviously, a few times before that, but all of a sudden I'm playing against USC, the team that I had grown up, sorry, hating, because uh, I, I liked UCLA more than I liked USC. but We're friends, though. Right? We're friends. Yeah, I have a lot of USC friends. But all of a sudden, I'm on the field against USC. Right. And it kind of hit me. I remember I remember in pregame warm-ups being like, this is actually happening. Wait a minute. I'm at Notre Dame Stadium playing against USC. This is a game I dreamed about playing my whole life. And Were you more nervous or more excited? Both. Both, without a doubt. I mean, because to process that as a... 18-year-old kid going through it for the first time, um, I was really nervous and anxious. And I remember, you know, if, if I didn't have butterflies before the game for my whole career, I thought something was wrong. But the butterflies before those biggest games yeah. were different. And you know what I'm talking about. When you're playing in a big game, it's like you, got, you make eye contact with your teammates and everybody's like, here we go. This is. Do you remember how you played in that about. particular game? You know, they, they kept things very conservative for me. In fact, that was... The offense that we ran at Notre Dame was kind of known as the 4P offense. Pink it, pink it, pass, punt. That's kind of what we did <laughs> most of the time. So, so it, was, it was very conservative. Bail us out here, Steve. We're yes. third nine, third yeah, ten. You know, third and, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> now convert. Uh, but it was, you know, they didn't ask a whole lot out of me as a freshman. Right. Um, I think the, the numbers were fine against USC and made some nice throws in key situations to help get us out to that lead. Um, and uh, and then down the stretch, it was more just just bring it home, just let's let's get out of here with a W because yeah. Jerry Faust was desperate at that time. Notre Dame was at that. I would have been like, "Are you sure you want me to go out there? <laughs> <laughs> Can I think about this?" <laughs> you know, when when the call comes, you you, oh, go, you go, you go, you, jump, you, you, you go. So here's an interesting side note to this whole green jersey thing. The first time it happened, you were on the uh, on the opposing sidelines. Correct. What was it yeah. like? What do you remember? What that was like that was seeing them come scenario. out in green? Nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah. I was in South Bend, and I was a, I was a backup. It was. A, have you ever been to a carnival? It was very carnival-like because they had this Trojan horse during pregame that they wheeled out. You know the uh, out of the tunnel. Yeah, they wheeled it out of the tunnel, and these little leprechaun-looking people with dressed in green started crawling out of it. I'm like, what is going on here? In the circus, man. I thought we had a football game yeah. to play. Where are the elephants? So uh, they came out in the blue jerseys, you know, right. for warm-ups. For warm-ups, okay. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, we're warming up. I was a backup in my sophomore year. And uh, so not playing. I didn't play it down tonight. Well, actually, I did. I'll tell you that in a second. So uh, then... We get introduced and we go out and then all of a sudden they introduce the Irish and they come out in the green jerseys. And this place goes insane. 
insane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it was crazy. And they just carried, they rode that wave of momentum, that yeah. entire, we got smoked. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even close. Did you feel it right? Like, uh-oh. Like, was that sense of like, There was a sense sudden, of something's going on. That, right. Yeah. I didn't know, fully know what it was, but there's right. something yeah. going on. Something's right happening, yeah. <laughs> something's something happening. Yeah. I remember at the end of the game, so it was like 49 to 14 or something, we got just crushed. So they, they put me in the last series just to, you know, take the ball and hand it off. I just remember following Brad Buddy because the, the whole, uh, the stands emptied onto the field. After the game. After the game. Yeah. And I followed Brad Buddy all the way into the tunnel. I, yeah. I just, because we ran the ball and I just got behind him. Biggest <laughs> guy you could find. Biggest yeah. guy we had an offensive yeah. guard. Draft. Followed him right yeah, in. Yeah, draft. And we were, I mean, it was, uh, so it was, uh, you could feel the emotions, palpable. And the team felt it, the, the Irish. I'm sure they did. They, yeah. they, it just lifted everything and, and, uh, yeah, it was, so one thing about that was kind of interesting. You know, before the game, we stayed close to the stadium in the hotel. Mm-hmm. We actually had a walkthrough at the stadium. And, and Robinson, Coach Robinson said, yeah, you guys just walk around. So we all like walked around and we're looking at, man, this, I'm thinking, this place is cool. I went to the bookstore. I think I got a Notre Dame t-shirt right. or something <laughs> like that. And we got totally rolled. Yeah. Well, two years later, we go in there. We weren't within an hour of the stadium. We we did the practice, the the walkthrough in the ballroom of the hotel. Yeah. We didn't go anywhere near that place yeah. because there's this mystique about the sure, place, right? Sure. And we got like caught, caught up, up in it. Yeah, yeah go ahead, totally caught up in this. And we just got smoked. Yeah, yeah. And I get it. I mean, I, I there there were different situations that we went through during my career too. When you walk in to one of those iconic stadiums or venues or whatever, where it can be overwhelming. It's almost better to just experience it while you're in that mentality where you really aren't you're not sitting back and you don't have the a luxury of of kind of taking it all in where you're at correct without any stress when you're going out pregame warm-up you're on a schedule you're on a routine you're, you're going through the process um i do remember um like i i believe it was michigan um my sophomore year playing at michigan and you know that's the big, big house big house and it's it's a big i mean i hadn't played in the Rose Bowl or the Coliseum at that point as a freshman. Um, and I just remember the feeling of walking into a stadium that big and saying, my God, is this like the whole state of Michigan yeah, going to be here? Because Notre Dame Stadium at that, yeah, at that time, time was, it was only 55,000 or something like that? Or 50, maybe 55,000, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they've added on since. It's now over 70. But yeah, it was in the, it was in the, it might have even been 49,000. I'm not sure. But but it was never a feeling like that. And, and it's very easy to get, point being, it's very easy to get caught up in the mystique right. and in the nostalgia and the history of, of wherever it is you might be. And that's one of the hardest things about succeeding at the, at the higher levels is being able to compartmentalize all that stuff, be able to focus on the task at hand. Right. Not, not get caught, caught up in all the hoopla. Right. Yeah. But on the subject of mystique and, and tradition and everything, yeah, you know, we talk about playing for the jersey. Did you feel a little extra of that at Notre Dame because of the tradition of the school? For sure. And, the, and For sure. did you always know that it, going you know, in, or did and you at feel Notre it? Dame, very similarly to what you're saying, it, it wasn't really the jersey; it was the helmet. It was the gold helmet, right? And you know, playing for the Golden Dome, right. and uh, and all that that meant, and and it was constantly, you know, drilled into us uh, that you're representing a lot more than than just you know. Uh, a, a college football team. You're representing a standard, an expectation, a 
uh, privilege uh, to be wearing that helmet. And you didn't want to let those, those people with the high expectations down. You wanted to, it was an extra pressure on us for sure. It was it a pressure, but was it also a motivation? Like, like sure. playing for purpose, you know, where you're like, you it was, playing for something other than yourself? You, you, no doubt about it. And as, as you said, Paul, you know, when you, when you come out of that tunnel uh, or when you see the Trojan horse come out of the tunnel with the leprechauns, uh, whatever, <laughs> it, the, the yeah. impact that it has on you is, is immense. And, um, but it definitely, it, 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 the adrenaline and the uh, energy, it, it, if you're able to really uh, spin it positively, which in order to be successful, you have to be able to do that. Um, it makes you feel almost, you know, uh, invincible, yeah. you know, until you get hit the first time, obviously, then that, then makes then you realize you that you're not invincible. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, now, Paul, same question for you, because yeah. Trojans also have a, a, a long football history. And, you know, sometimes you'll see it during bad times where the fans especially really get frustrated because they expect you to hold up to that tradition. Did you also feel that sense of tradition and, and playing for something greater than yourself when you when you played for the for the Trojans? I mean, I grew up watching USC and loving it. Loving it yeah. Unlike unlike Steve over here, <laughs> um, you loved them or hated them, one or the other. It so wasn't there was well, no, you, there's no choose. middle ground. But like Notre Dame, you know, USC has long tradition and and uh, you know, Heisman Trophy winners and all these iconic players national and championships, national championships yeah. and all this yeah. stuff and. Uh, and so I remember the first time I walked into uh, the meeting and training camp, and I was just glad to be there, by the way, at yeah. USC. I was just like, wow, I'm actually here. Uh, John Robinson gets up and puts down the four goals. The first goal is uh, uh, beat UCLA. Second goal is beat Notre Dame. Third goal is win the Pac-10. Ten at that time. Actually, it was Pac-8. Was it Pac-8? It was oh, Pac-8. It changed to Pac-10 my junior year. Uh, and then win a national title. And I, I remember sitting back on. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> the, bar, the bar is yeah. high. The expectation, in, yeah. expectations of winning every week and all that. Yeah. And so you, you, you know that going in. It's like Notre Dame. You know that, and you're representing all these players that came before you. So, so, so yeah, um, but I think, to Steve's point, I think that can be a very, it could, could be a negative thing. Too much pressure, right. trying to do things that you shouldn't right. be doing. But I think for the most part, uh, most of us that played at both of those schools, it lifted us, you know, right. to perform and to do the extras, not just game time. It's all work you do before the game and all the expectations yeah. that are right. there, yeah. all the prep and, and everything. So, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, on the subject of pressure, and when you played in that game, I, I mentioned it earlier, I think the Trojans had won five in a row, 11 of 13 or something like that. It was the good years for SC. And then do you feel added pressure or less pressure in a situation where your team is on the wrong end of a slump and then obviously in your case you started it the other way yes. the pendulum swung and now it was like mm -hmm. i don't know 11 in a row or something same thing yeah 13 so years did, 13 do you years. but the, i guess the question is is do you feel that do you feel that with every game that there's a history to it that you're now trying to correct or change or are you just focused on that game and not you're not thinking about those past well, five so years? two things on that number one i was at the game the year before uh, at the Coliseum, the Freddie Crutcher fumble. Right. I don't know if you remember, going over the goal line, he fumbled the ball, and that was the drive that USC beat Notre Dame, and they didn't have instant replay, obviously, at the time. But I was there as a USC recruit on the sideline watching that whole thing materialize. Yeah. And, um, you know, I saw the elation and the joy of the USC 
and and then the obviously the devastation of the Notre Dame team, and then the next day in the LA Times that picture shows the ball out of there, <laughs> and so everybody's you know I'm like oh wow so that was a fumble. Well, fast forward to the following year, I, I get to Notre Dame and I'm now the starting quarterback. We come in after our game the previous week. We come in in our lockers in our practice locker room. All of every single locker has that picture from the LA Times oh, in the locker. Basically saying we got, you know, we got screwed last year. Right. And let's let's end this. And that was the primary focus. It was, and that's why Jerry pulled out the the green jersey. He was he was trying to pull out all the Change stuff. Everything. Yeah, he wanted to break that mm-hmm. streak and get this thing going in the right, right. direction. And uh, that was a different week, obviously because of the significance of the game, yeah. because of the fact that Notre Dame had won in 13 years. They were coming to our house, and we had to make a statement. And we knew going into that week that it was going to be different. And uh, just like just like you, I mean, the, the 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 goals and the bar and the standard was set very very high. Yeah. But one of the primary goals every year was to beat USC. I mean, that was. Given. And do you think that you again were a freshman? But for some of the older players, did you get a sense from them like, wow, we got that monkey off our back? Because you that's oh, yeah. a game you do not want to lose, and they had lost every one of them right. up until that game. And definitely got that sense for sure. Now, to me, I hadn't been there through right. through all of it. To me, it was the first time I had a chance to experience, and I just thought about how cool it was going to be going back home in the off season. You know, <laughs> I just, oh yeah, I see, man. And then every year we we went through some tough times during the three Faust years, and I had one year with Lou Holtz. Um, but the one thing that always happened we always beat USC I was 4-0 and so coming home was always a positive because I could walk around Southern California and know that hey we beat USC right even though we didn't achieve a lot of our other goals we always beat USC yeah huge hey guys thanks for listening to through the tunnel if you like the show please be sure to subscribe rate and review it it'll really help others who love sports and the lessons they provide to find the show and together create Game Change Nation, a community that is dedicated to lifting each other up. Also, we'd love to hear your stories, so please visit GameChangeNation.com or any of our social media pages to give us your take on sports and life. And finally, check out our book, Through the Tunnel, which is now available on Amazon. Thanks again for listening, and have an awesome day.